Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Dawn of Justice by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at the very sad No Clutch Nate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. Hi, guys. I'm Raul. You can find my show, Rose Drive Podcast, at all social media, Rose Drive Pod. And you can listen to this very sombering episode of dawn of justice today uh because we're all just in tears the minutes what are we doing we're doing minute number 159 today and uh this minute's going to start out with uh wonder woman losing her grip on doomsday and um the minute's going to end with uh, a lifeless corpse of a hero that's a good way to put it a lifeless corpse of a hero guys folks uh superman died in this minute Aye. um Oof. Again, he didn't die when he got hit with that nuke like we thought he did. Um, he came back, um, but this time, this this was it. This is uh, for real. This was this it's, was Pharrell. This is Pharrell. Um, <laughs> pour one out for Superman here in this minute, because um, this this was a uh, this is a big deal. This is you know this. I guess I keep saying it, but like, just you just have to. Um, this movie set up a lot of iconic firsts, you know, as far as these superheroes in this film. Like, it's incredible. In cinema. I understand it's an incredibly polarizing film, and I and I accept that as being what it is, um, because this film does have the first meeting of Batman and Superman, the first live action Wonder Woman, Batman fighting not Gotham villains; he's fighting aliens and Lex Luthor and you know um we see like robins that have died like in the, you know like we're introduced to so many firsts in as far as a, a Linda live Carter action. was a live action Wonder Woman. And let's talk about the movies. All right, all right. <laughs> um and so but there are there are a lot of firsts and and this is just the biggest one of all is like on top of everything else that we've done in this film. And in my opinion, I've executed it perfectly. Um, we have a, a surprising uh, death of Superman moment, the actual death of Superman uh, in live action film. And that's, that's also in this movie. And, you know, I think I will always defend it, but I think this, uh, was the best way to go about doing it. I know there's a lot of people who argue that the death of Superman should have been a film that came later uh, and that it was too much to put it in this film. Um, do you guys agree with that? Or you guys think like maybe it's okay to just have it in this film or just in general? Yeah. Ra, why don't you take it first? <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, look, it's it, I'm left with the experience of what we had with this, and this hit me pretty hard. So, I mean, sure, we could have we definitely there's there was definitely room to drag this out and have another, you know, Man of Steel film, film two, three, and then build up to this moment. Mm-hmm. But uh, personally, it didn't it didn't take away my connection with his character or like what he did. In other mm-hmm. words, um, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily personally, I don't necessarily think I needed another um, couple movies in between. It would have been great, would have been a lot of fun, but the, the mm-hmm. impact was still really 
I mean, it still hits you whether he dies now or he died a few years later after a couple more movies came out. I think it's just they, you know, Zach did a, such a good job of making you uh, relate and empathize with Clark and like in two films, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for I mean, this 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 hit hard. This was, was a real loss. You know, when you're watching it, it's not like, Oh, well I didn't really have a connection to him. Cause you did, you had a very strong connection to him. Um, that's my yeah. take at least. Yeah, it's true. I, I, I like how sudden it was to mm-hmm. be honest. Like again, like I said it before, I didn't, it, I wasn't maybe cause I didn't want it to be true. I don't think I wanted to see Henry Cavill's Superman die. Um, so like, I was always just like, oh, they're not going to kill him off. Oh, they're not going to kill him off kind of thing. Um, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking like, yeah, this dude's dead. Like, you know, that's just what that story is. You can't escape that. But I like how I was so caught off guard from it. And if like, that's to say anything from my own personal experience from seeing this movie in theaters the first time, Hey, you guys all over on that side of production, you hit your mark with me, at least one fan. Like mm-hmm. I was, I mean, my jaw was on the ground. It was like, you know, there was tears running down my eyes. I was like, dang, like they actually did it. Like yeah. you, you guys straight up killed Superman in a movie. Like, yeah, it happened in a book. And then, you know, that book almost destroyed comics in general. But like, you guys just like took that. and was like, hey, you know, when Superman dies, let's just show that in a movie. And it's like, what are you, hey, whoa, hang on. It seems like there should be a meeting before someone actually brings that I'm idea sure into like, like a big meeting, man, like summit style. Hey, I, we're thinking about killing Superman off. Someone's like, whoa, all uh, everybody. I think this is the best way to go about it. I think this is because what was the death of Superman? It was a it was a comic book to increase sales. Yeah, and so you throw on the death of Superman. And people are going to go buy it because they can't believe that a character is being killed off. If, but we're past that. And that doesn't work even in film. That wouldn't work because if we came out with a film called The Death of Superman, they're telling me that people are going to go to the theater. Hey, we're going to go see The Death of Superman. And they're, they're going to walk out of the theater going, okay, they killed him. Uh, that's what I expected. That's what was going to happen. And that would have been that. And, you know, you put the you put a movie out called The Death of Iron Man now, and people know what's going to happen. But if he dies, let's say in this new Avengers movie coming out, and people don't expect it, it's a greater impact because they didn't see it coming. So I think it's great that they now they shouldn't have shown Doomsday in the trailers so that we didn't know this was coming. But if this happened and we didn't see it coming. To me, that works better because it's it's not so much the fact that you're seeing the death of Superman, in a, and it sounds really, but in a weird way, you're seeing Superman die. Yeah, Does that makes sense. Like you're not going to see the the event of him dying. You're actually leaving, going, he died. Like mm-hmm. that character mm-hmm. was killed in this film. And to me, that that is so important. And I enjoy that it was a surprise um, because if it was a marketing tool. 
that would not have flown well as far as like the emotional weight of it. Like, I feel like it would have been more so of a marketing tool if like there were two or three other Superman movies before they went into this story. Mm-hmm. Then it would have seemed like, okay, you're going to pull out the death of Superman now. Now that you've had, you know, like mm-hmm. a good, you know, seven or ten years of movies or whatever that's like, okay, so he's run yeah. his course. He didn't die in this film for marketing. Mm-mm. He died in this film for storytelling. Yeah. That's the importance of it. And so if we gave him a movie called The Death of Superman, we're really just trying to bring people in yeah, you're just for their ticket money. Sales. Yeah. yeah, like and the Death of Superman story itself isn't that great. Like Oh no, not at all. It's just that they wanted more money. And like I think Doomsday is great in this movie because he's a third act villain. But he cannot be a full-on antagonist in a in a film. He can't. Doomsday is this emotionalist. Uh, well, he's probably he's, he's angry, so there's some emotion there. But there's mm-hmm. nothing to relate to. You know, there's no character. Mm-mm. There's no. It's just a CGI monster that's destroying stuff, and we can't make a movie about that. If someone's saying, "Oh, it should have been its own movie where he died," it's like. Do you really want Doomsday? Would you want to see that movie? <laughs> like, really? Yeah. No. I don't know if I want... I don't... There's, there's nothing to be gained from it. Yeah. It's just Superman and Doomsday punching each other until Superman dies, and then people cry, and then you go, that was well, the movie. Now you got a Doomsday. To Wait, Superman, and would they both have to die? Yeah, and it, it, that doesn't work. To me, this is the surprise where... Throughout this film, we hate on this Superman. We go, hey, we don't want you on this planet. Uh, you're not doing such a great job. You're also illegal. You know, like just like typical politics and, and like, you know, anger. And we as humans just hate this character throughout the film. And then he sacrifices his life. And then we go, wow, we were pretty uh, we were pretty shitty people. We shouldn't have been like that. And so we regret that. And it's like that storytelling to, that's the emotional part of it and if we don't have that who cares like and so i think this was the best way to go about it um if doomsday was not teased in the trailers it would have there would have been a different we side like, yeah everyone would i would have pooped myself we would have been like oh this <laughs> is gonna happen we didn't see this coming and to me that yeah that's the beauty of it and so i don't think there was um I mean, I'm sure it could have been saved for another film if it was going to be a surprise again, like a third act surprise. Um, but it should always be a kind of third act surprise. It should be like a, you know, that is the twist ending. Um, it can't be its own movie because it just, it doesn't work out that way. Um, we, if we, yeah, if we toy with a superhero's life just for marketing, again, like going back to what we said yesterday, that's, we can't walk away from the theater with anything to gain from that. Yeah. You know, this was a sacrifice and that's what it is. Okay. Since you said it just there sacrifice, there's a difference between this death of on screen and then normal in the book death of just from me, in my opinion, the book, there is no sacrifice. It's just killing off Superman to kill off Superman. They, they punch each other. They have a fight. That's it. It's not Superman does not have, if I'm, you know, not mistaken, there was no moment of clarity where he's like, Hey, I just gotta, I gotta do it. I know that like, there's a, like right before the punch, it's like both of them are just like really tired and it's like, all right, this is like the one last wind them up. Here we go. And zoom. It's like one of those things, but it's never like a, you know, 
oh, this is my world. You are my world. Like you genuinely see him actually deciding to make that sacrifice to save not only, you know, his world, but the world that's adopted him. Mm-hmm. And um, sacrifice is definitely a, uh, you shouldn't throw it around all willy nilly, um, especially when you're talking about the death of Superman, because the source material is no sacrifice. This is the sacrifice of him. So. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's great a, job. Yeah, absolutely. They just they took it and they were like, okay, we have to make this an emotional thing. You have to make it meaningful. Like, yeah, what you is have it? to give it you meaning. Can't, you can't just have two people punching each other to death. The origin, come on. The origin of the death of Superman was to to make money. That cannot fly for this. No, that that can't fly. You can't. The meaning of Superman's death cannot be about for money. Um, Superman there's jokes riddled in that all over the place let's just move on yeah (laughs) Um, (laughs) there's a giant hand spike in this man's just like you hear the sound effect? I don't know if you guys are listening. Do the listeners listen to this? Do they have access to this minute by minute? Probably not they have the movie they have the movie there's a sound bit (laughs) (laughs) it just is flesh getting just goes right through him. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like um, It's not hitting his heart directly, right? Because like, his heart should be on the end of that skewer, like in his back, right? It's probably just like, look uh, at where it is. You know, know what I mean? I like, know, that's a big hand spike. I don't know Kryptonian anatomy. Let's yeah, say he missed we've it. Had this, we've had this problem before with Kryptonian anatomy. I'm always, I always thought he stabbed him right in the heart and maybe, maybe I don't know. Then it would have like... It would have been out. Yeah. I don't know. Floyd don't Christmas. <laughs> Who? Floyd Christmas. What is that? From Dumb and Dumber where he punches a guy in the chest and he pulls his heart oh. out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's, a, me, deep, that's a deep cut. That's a, that's a real deep cut. I have not seen that movie uh, in its entirety. Huh. Um, You're messing up, man. <laughs> probably. Um, this doomsday, after he kind of shakes off Wonder Woman, because Wonder Woman uh, loses her grasp over doomsday um which that's that's just that's it that's that's when you know that's the yeah yeah that's, when that's you know the mistake this, yeah that's that was the slip up um he straight up grabs superman um in this fit of rage yeah. uh angles yeah. his bone hand perfectly sword hand and, bone yes yeah, sword bone hand thing it has like these black veins going all up around it now and it's it's looking real gnarly and just jams it right in that shield, uh, the the iconic S shield. Um, Henry Cavill giving one hundred per- like that performance, you know, like yeah. How do you tell someone? All right, just imagine there's a giant bone going through your chest. Like, how do you tell someone to act that? And then at the same time, be like, hey, remember that you're American and not British. And it's like, oh yeah, add that on top of that. It's like that's always been. I don't know, Henry Cavill. How is he such a nice guy, but also a really good actor? He's a phenomenal time? actor. I'm gonna, I'll tell you guys as many times as you want. He just, uh, he doesn't care about looking. I don't know. They make him look pretty, but he's, he's always just worried about giving a, a great performance, and it's incredible. Um, if I didn't bring this up, uh, what would we have this podcast for? It's, it's this new segment I'm doing. I'm just gonna keep quoting that. But um, in Man of Steel. Since this is General Zod and since this is Doomsday, um, 
this is the same way that General Zod kills Jor-El in Man of Steel with stabbing um, kind of like a, a person of the L family. So if we look back at Man of Steel, when General Zod... With the hand spike. Yeah. He has, oh, this, he has the blade that comes yeah. out of that right hand, which yeah. is the same right hand that this is. Um, and he kills Jor-El that way when Kal-El is sent off into space. And here in this movie... Uh, this is still General Zod, although he's now Doomsday. Still with a hand And he kills a member of the L family the same way. It's the death of the L's. And that's how that movie started. And this is how this movie is ending. So there's almost like a, a ring theory, if you will. Like uh, If if L's, uh, just all the House of L's, their demise is just getting stabbed. Yeah, it could be. It's, again, it could go... <laughs> Tune into Krypton, uh, sci-fi. Some very Ides of March. I don't know. Again, going back to some Shakespearean type thing. Like, No, you're absolutely right. This is It's happening, you know? And uh, that film ended with the Black Zero event. This movie started with the Black Zero event. And the death of the L's are at the end, uh, ends of those. So, yeah, just just ring theory, man. That's a good... Those, are, those, those could be good bookends. Yeah. Uh, the death of the L's. Yeah. Mm. That'd be incredible. But like that, to me, it's like, that's not coincidence. That's intentional that they, yeah. that, 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 that seems, it seems very, General Zod killed both. Well of thought the, out. You know, he finally got to do what he wanted. He killed Kal-El and that's, and that happens right here. And so he finally gets what he wanted. Um, and, and just the, the, I don't know, the, the whole, mise-en-scene of this whole bit right here with Kal-El, Henry Cavill's performance as he's trying to grab this bone. He's committing to killing this beast. The music behind it, um, you know, like, it, it, it screams uh, like a stage performance, like the death, like, it really is like a Shakespearean death. It's like, mm-hmm. it's so powerful. And it just has like, the most amount of weight to it. It's like the one of probably the loudest scene in this entire movie, you know? Yeah. It's full of screams, full of bright lights, full of just strong, heavy. Uh, I don't even know. It's just like fortissimo music. It's incredible. You know, I think it is all the energy just escaping doomsday. That's what's doing all this stuff. Like all that just, are we taught we, I mean, they're but all Kryptonians just like batteries. So, uh, it's like, what happens if you stab a battery? Capacity off the battery. Yeah, exactly. The, the capacitor. That's what. It's yeah, called. there you yeah. go. So yeah, you just like popping the Kryptonian <laughs> energy balloons. Um, there was something else that I wanted to bring up, and I'm trying. Oh, one of my favorite things, <laughs> and I don't know where it comes from, but I like it a lot. I've always liked that move of. Uh, you guys know my fear of stabbing and everything like that, but you know when someone gets stabbed and then they pull the sword or whatever closer, closer into them so they right. bring them clo- oh man that's like that's just one of those moves where it's like that's badassery yeah. like that's it that happens in uh excalibur doesn't it does it dude man we talked about that i haven't seen excalibur in many moons and i'm pretty sure like in that movie so like king arthur is like stabbed but like he kills the other guy by getting he like walks does through that? the blade yeah. kind of thing or does that happen in gladiator 2 uh, someone fact checked that. No, one. wait, do hang on. Didn't it happen in the Last Crusade? Didn't 
didn't. Is that Indiana Jones? Yeah. Wasn't that like Sir Knight dude? Like, didn't he get stabbed? We need a a no. That's not wrong. That's, that's someone needs to make a montage of every single moment like this in in cinema history. Every does that, time, so, does that happen in Star Trek Nemesis? Oh, I have that, but I have not watched that in a long time. Isn't that the really? Isn't that like not a lot of people like that one? Like, <laughs> isn't that like the Phantom Menace of Star oh, Trek films? It totally happens in it. It totally happens in it. And there's like a whole dialogue, I think, that's happening. Oh, wow. What is that? What is that move even called? I don't know. What is that move called? Yeah. Uh, Suffering. Pull yourself closer. Leverage. I don't know. I feel like that happens in an X-Men movie, too. Yeah. Doesn't someone get... Doesn't it happen in Logan? Doesn't someone stab him and he gets closer and just... Oh, did that just someone? happen in Logan? Uh, oh, I think it might have been the girl. She was like, she was like grappling hooked, and she like used it to get closer. Anyways, yeah, we're gonna make a montage. You gotta, everyone, let us know every time this has happened. Um, but it works. It makes them look ten times more badass. <laughs> I don't know if I could do it. I could probably. Uh, oh, it uh, happened in Three Hundred. Another Zack Snyder film. Leonidas mm. was fighting the big dude. And uh, the guy that cut the helmet in half or whatever, mm-hmm. and he stabs him and like he pulls him closer, mm-hmm. and I think headbutts him. I'm trying to think of any other Zack Snyder films that do that, but I don't think so. uh, I don't know. If you guys know, let us know on all social media. Um, I could. Uh, I mean, you're already stabbed at this point. You might as well keep going, right? That's what. Yeah, that's that's that, the way that's I look at it. That's the basis of it yeah. all. You're pretty much. You know, you're dead anyways. Yeah, and Superman knows that he's dead anyways, so he. Uh, he commits to it. Um, I was always under the impression that if that spear left Doomsday's body, that he wouldn't be hurt by it anymore. So that was always something I questioned. Like you should leave the tip of the spear inside the body instead of pushing it through. Cause I feel like that's like the equivalent of like, we already saw Brandon Routh get stuck with a kryptonite. But you shift. leave it in the body. You yeah, don't he left push it in it the bridge. Yeah. Well, he stabbed him and he broke it off. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Uh, Raul, did you uh, let us know some of your notes? I know we've been talking a lot, but I want to hear your opinions on this whole minute. Um, no, no, no. Let's. I, I mean, the big thing that actually, actually, this is a perfect time because it was about that stab scene. Is that it wasn't just something that was done. I didn't feel it was something done just for show. Like, oh, I'm a bad because it clearly was so he could get closer to him. And really like drive mm-hmm. it in. Whereas in all these other films, it's always like this dramatic, like, yeah, I'm gonna get closer to you and talk shit to you as you're as you're killing me because that's how mm-hmm. cool I am. <laughs> um, but just the whole uh, synchronization of everything with the music, the sound effects, the visuals—it's so operatic, you know. Like exactly mm-hmm. what you guys were saying about the music feeling like it was like you're on stage, like it's a stage. This was such a theatrical, dramatic, but tastefully done, I think, piece. And even even at the end when he kills over and, you know, he's just laying there and you just, God, it's so tragic. His face is so just, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I think I think of, of a really, because it's pretty violent, especially when he starts 
pulling his bone hand into him more to like get it like that definitely made me squeamish a little bit i was like there's no blood but you're just like oh god man yeah <laughs> uh but it, i i don't know there was and that's kind of what i was talking about before about the the death scene in this like still hitting home was because of his performance and you can see his pain when he gets stabbed you, you look like his teeth are gonna just like shatter from biting down so hard because he's in so much pain uh and um i don't know just that last look that that he has on his face is very it's timeless you know it's it's very um you don't get a feeling of he's oh like come on man let's just put a bandaid over your chest you're you're gonna get back like there's yeah. there's no life there it's that's a shell yeah. and it's like yeah. it still has some human feel to it but it's clearly like everything's gone from this um i think what's what's incredible about it is um you know the shield itself is broken now mm-hmm. looking at it like the Superman S shield is, is broken. It's is very uh, symbolic. And the, the, the yelling of Superman as he kills doomsday, but he's also kind of dead himself. And the music behind it, at, like at its peak, you know, it's the culmination of all those noises at once. And then the noise of the energy leaving doomsday's body. It's like the height of, this entire movie is, is that exact moment, which is probably um, 37 to 39, like that, Mm -hmm. those few seconds right there, like that is, that is the death of Superman. Like that is, that's what's so incredible about it. And then as it, as they just fall to the ground, it's just, it's just smoldering. It's just ashes. It's just embers. It's, quiet it's extremely quiet and then you just have two bodies you know one is this giant demon and one is this you know he is this handsome protagonist but you know on top of that everything that we've learned about him like his human uh personality and like his ethics and all that like we've really gotten to know this character and he's just like this you know he's lifeless dead kind of angel kind of protector oh, and yeah. this superhero and so like in in the arms of this giant demon that he's just killed so it, it definitely it even kind of goes back to like greek storytelling you know like um just this kind of this epic battle that ended in this tragedy and you know that's to me like tragedies tragedies always work because they are made for what they're made to do and it's to tell a story that that this is does not have a happy ending i mean the best form of theater man yeah the best there you go best form of theater it's just tragedies and they work and yeah i love seeing that in films uh and i really like when superhero films take that chance of like to to become a tragedy more so than just being happy ending for the for the need of happy ending like this is great storytelling and uh it's just everything in this minute is the perfect uh, recipe for that, you know? I agree. Yeah, it's just just really amazing. It's really just every time I see this scene, it's just it it works. Like there's the emotional weight doesn't ever leave this scene because it, it just can't. Like the music, the 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 noise, the the lighting, 
the stage, uh, the framing of the shot, like it can't lose it that that weight that it has because it's all there for you, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. So just really well done. Um, but that's all I had for this one. I know it's a really, really incredible scene, and like I think the more times people watch it, the more it's like they just oh, appreciate yeah. it more. And I'm and sure more. we could we could still talk yeah for hours on just this one minute itself. It's hard to tell people like how emotional it is without just being like, hey, you just need to really watch it and just like, hey. So let this soak in because this yeah. is um I would love to see we've talked about it before, but like would love to see a Shakespearean translation of this film. Like kind of like the Star Wars books do, but like, man, this would be an incredible thing to have. Mm-hmm. So when maybe maybe we'll write that one day, Nate. Just translate it. Um but yeah. Can you guys have any uh notes for this one? Um no, that's as morbid and dark as it sounds. There's something oddly pleasing about seeing a lifeless body, but with uh, the eyes still open. Going down that road. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, sorry to all you guys that have ever uh, encountered anything along these lines. But you know, when I see it in a movie, it's believable to me. You know, when someone's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, he's lying down in the street. His eyes are closed." Or you just you sure he's not sleeping? <laughs> um, but you know, it just it. Uh, uh, it's believable. For me, I guess is what I'm gonna say. For me, in Hollywood films, I'm always like, <laughs> if their eyes are closed, it means they're they're snoozing. They're not dead. Yeah, <laughs> that always to me is the international sign. If that person's not dead, they're gonna wake up. But um, but yeah, yeah. I think the yeah the whole saw that guy was just snoozing in the corner the entire movie. <laughs> he was just sleeping on that bathroom yeah. floor the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Riley, do you have anything left for this one? Oh, I don't think so, man. I think we like, I kind of agree. We could go on for hours with it, but uh, no, I, I think this was a very, in a sick way, a very satisfying, <laughs> right? Like, a very, like, they, they, yeah, it was very, I was one talking about very, yeah, done, yeah, very tasteful. Okay, cool, awesome. Well, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up for today. If you enjoyed everything you heard, please find us on all social media at DCO Minute the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. And don't forget to leave us a nice review on iTunes. It really helps us on the show and it helps other people find the show out. And we love reading those reviews out on the podcast. So definitely hit us up on there and we'll catch you guys tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute.